What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, baby. Hey, my love. I wonder, uh, well, you know what? Are you ready to talk about some sex? Let's do it. I mean... This this is going to be... Oh, re- you sound like you're in a tin can. Yeah, so do you. This is going to... I guess we're, we're... This is. This would technically be phone sex, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I suppose. I wish I could see you, though. I, I really like looking at your goofy face while we're talking about this stuff i know i know well we we could facetime do you want to do we, would you prefer to facetime do you want to see me well kind of but okay. that's gonna fuck with our sound isn't it no it won't fuck with sound no okay so well how about this why don't you while i facetime us why don't you explain to our listeners what the fuck we're talking about right now okay listeners so here's the deal yo um hey baby there you are i can see your face now we are doing the long distance thing again. Look at us. Yeah, we're doing that. You're on PEI. I'm here at in our hometown of Halifax. And yeah. uh, and so basically, we're trying this brand new thing where we've never done this before. And I've actually never done this with Sick Boy. But you're recording remotely from 
PEI. I'm recording remotely from here. And I'm going to try to mash it all together so it sounds almost like we're in the same room. I feel like when you say that I'm remote, I feel like I'm in the north, you know? Well, but I'm not. You're you're in Charlottetown and approaching winter. <laughs> so yeah. It doesn't get much It's pretty cold. It doesn't get much fucking uh, more remote than that. Um That's so babe, cool. we're we're doing this. We're making it happen. We're putting these episodes together. We've got some PEI episodes to get through, and uh, I'm really excited, but before we get to today's episode with our friend T, um, not to be be confused with tied up tea from season one. Um, different tea. Different tea. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we talk a little bit? How? How? What's anything? Anything new in your life? What's you know? Like how? You know what? I got something new to tell you. <laughs> I'm so glad because I was like, "Fuck, Bridie, come up with something quick on your feet." What's it like? What? Or, well, how about this? What's the? What's the whole sex situation over there? Are you? Are you getting any hanky panky? Are you getting? No, I um I masturbated today and I filmed it. You filmed it? Yeah. Wow. And uh are you gonna send that, that somewhere to someone? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh yeah, of course. Did you do anything super super weird with it? Remember how I uh, I would always get you to hundred percent no, and I'm what what were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say, remember how I'd always get you to finger your butthole when you'd make those videos for me? Um, I don't You don't remember, remember that? You don't remember no. that? No, uh, but I remember doing a lot of like Skype sex with you. Yeah, we did. We did a bit of that, especially when I was in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. I remember we would uh, we would make a point of like having a date night where we would watch Mad Men together, an episode. You would watch it where you were, and I would watch it, but we'd stay on the phone together. That's kind of the same as like what we're doing right now. Yeah, very, very. I feel like. This is somewhat comfortable in that way for yeah. me. Like, I am used to communicating um, with you from a distance. But the only thing, like, remotely ridiculous about this afternoon was... Um, Sophia, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our niece, who is, uh, yeah. <laughs> is uh, uh, 16, 17 years old, 16 years old. So if I'm just recording, I'm talking to Jeremy through my headphones. Is why you can't hear. But basically, I'm in a house in Charlottetown that's not finished having its renovations done. Okay. So from my closet, there's a curtain wall between the closet and the kitchen. Oh, God. Okay. And uh, today when I made that video, it just happened to be when uh, Soph and her friends were home for their lunch break. Oh. And I was just like, I'm shutting the door. I was already in the middle of it. I just needed to like. I'm having a rough day. You need to finish I just it. Needed. I needed it. You need to finish it. I get uh, it. But there's definitely some like voices in the background talking about things that I don't. I don't really know. That is fucking hilarious. That's really yeah. funny. But what I did is I pulled the blankets over my head, and they're white, so the light still comes through it. So it's it's shot under the covers. Um. So it looks like it has a cool filter on it. But. Oh, you're getting like real cinematic with that shit. Well, no, not intentionally, but I was like, you know. And then there, and then when you're recording it, you're very aware of like you're shooting it from like down here, so like your chin is in it and your face is in it, and it's just so weird to like well that cater your experience yeah. for a visual effect. But you know? that's what that's what we see when we're eating you out. Mm-hmm. That's the same. That's the same thing we get to see when we go down on you. 
we. I like I'm just like picturing looking down and seeing like a a lineup of people at a buffet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um well I didn't film any sex, but I, I had sex. Actually, you know what this weird thing happened? Becca and I had sex and um um we had like we had it in a bit of like a, a bit of a bizarre like um position sort of like half seated half laying down up against a wall and um and it after after sex like uh becca's becca's like insides were hurting a lot and i was like did it was that because of me like did i do that with my with my very large penis and um (laughs) and she she was like i don't know maybe but then we were looking it up and apparently um sometimes sex can cause um uh, it's like vaginal constri- contractions or like, or, uh, or something like that. I don't know. I will have to look it up, but apparently she was like, she was basically having contractions. Have you ever heard of this? Okay. I haven't heard of it, but. Do you hear that? Yeah, is that you? No, that's Big B. Uh, scratch. Jesus Christ. Our, we're we're recording from miles and miles <laughs> away and I can still hear that dog. <laughs> Fuck. Oh god. Um uh no, I have hurt in deeply internally after sex before and it's it's usually I think that there's been some sort of knocking right up against my cervix. Sure. Um and that I wonder if that's a similar feeling because the cervix is what contracts during childbirth. Sure. Well, everything contracts, but the cervix opens. I mean, when you get an IUD or like one of those um, birth control things that goes right up into your uterus, it has to pass through the cervix. And there's a lot of cramping that happens when they're putting it in that mimics contractions. Like that's similar. Um, it's ex- the most pain I've ever been in in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that it's a similar feeling if something is coming through on the other side. So, for example, an abortion. Um, oh, God. That is the same sort of cramping that's happening. Um, but This is making uh, all of my vaginal walls hurt. I bet. I bet it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that might be like some bumping against the cervix, especially if you're in a particular position that can happen. I thought it was the position. It, like, I, I, you know, when she said that, I was like, oh, it had to have been because of that, that sex. Did it hurt internally while you were, while she was having sex? No, not that I could tell. No, it was it was afterwards. And this is like the second or third time this has happened in our like entire relationship. But I don't know. Yeah, you're probably just banging up against her cervix. Yeah, maybe. I told you, man. It's you know, it's it's a rough uh, rough time going going with uh, this this giant Thor's hammer of mine. Um, uh-huh. any, and a short vagina. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. No, yeah, right. I've got a really long, really long, really skinny, 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 long wiener. And so uh-huh. Becca's just got that sort of like uh, shallow, um, short. short. Yeah, yeah. Our, yeah. Our, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, her cave, like her playing. cave, and my dragon—they don't mix. They're not, they're... Oh, I was gonna go for a different analogy. Oh, what were you? What were you? Like what were you gonna say? I, I, I hadn't quite figured. I hadn't quite gotten there. Like a, um, like a, a like a, like a, extra long foot, like a foot long meets a, um, I don't know. I hadn't gotten there yet. I was hoping to be inspired as I, as I, you know, relate it, but. 
What would you put? I keep picturing like a little Pac-Man, like trying to put a foot long in a Pac-Man's mouth. Yeah, okay, there thing. you go. Like yeah. just bumping up against the back of the yeah. wall, you know. Anyway, my that, that's not our problem. That that's it's a very rare thing that happens, but um, yeah. Um, but listen, I got some news for you, babe, and I got some news for the listeners. Okay. You know how I've been on uh, basically a hunt for, you know, let's say uh, a particular. Uh, a lady friend with uh, who might be a little bit more mature um, and let's say is a little bit more financially secure in her a life. Sugar mama. Yeah, you know how you know I was I was talking for a little bit about finding a sugar mama to um, to supply me with my very much needed um, Nintendo PS4? Switch. No, 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 oh. Nintendo Switch. You have the PS4. I have a PS4. Well, I don't know if you can. Whatever. I don't know if you can see this right now, but uh, I'm just gonna get you to look right over there. Do you see that little thing hanging out there on the table? Is it orange? Yeah, it's a couple of colors. You know what? You can't really see it because it's so small and compact because it's a Nintendo Switch. What happened? Uh, I just, I, I got really tired of looking for a sugar mama and figured oh. I have money now, so I'll just buy one myself. Yeah. Speaking of that, <laughs> can we just talk about the credit card bill for one second? Because no, no, said... no, 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 We're taking care of that. It's being taken care of. But why isn't it already being taken care of? Because why? Like, <laughs> oh I can. Oh my God. Are thing. we actually going to fucking talk about this on the show? <laughs> I can see. All of our different many accounts, and I and I what I don't understand is why there's an outstanding balance on the credit card when your checking account is so high. Um, because but listen, Bridie, oh my God, that it's. Are you keeping me on the hook for that no. credit card? You're like, well, I'll just leave the last couple hundred dollars on there, just so just to keep her nervous. Look, I'm just I'm taking care of things in a nice. A nice, uh, smart, slow and steady way. Uh, don't worry. No. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's going to get taken care of. We are not talking about this right now. You know what? This is a perfect opportunity to move on is, to our brain this boner. Is, this, this is how I stay connected to you from oh across the distance. I want, I, if I was there, I would shake you. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to hate that. Okay. <clears throat> well... Let's do it. Let's um, let's jump into this brain boner and uh, and then we'll throw it right to this week's episode. Sometimes things come <laughs> into your inbox at the same time and you're like, weird that these two things are sort of similar but not quite. Could they be connected? Maybe I should address them at the same time. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. I had two different emails that came in. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with the, the one that's a brain boner. Okay. Um, the subject of this email is called my clit is too sensitive. Okay. Okay. All right. This is from L. Hey there, Bridie and Jeremy, a fan from the States here. I've got a brain boner for you. Not once have I ever come from sex, not even from oral or fingering. And I was wondering if you could help. My clit is very sensitive. It's so sensitive that it actually hurts. It's kind of touch and go, pun intended. Sometimes it feels good, and then five seconds later, it feels like I'm being stabbed with tiny needles. It makes fingering a frustrating experience, and oral 
pretty uninspiring. I've had many partners who are very receptive to instruction, so I don't think it's them. Have you ever heard of this before? It's been like this forever, and so has my masturbation method. I remember playing with myself as young as the age of three. I loved it and still do, and I've always done it in a very particular way. I lay on my right side with a blanket between my legs, place my left hand over the blanket so the back of my thumb is aligned with my clit, and basically just hump away. I can literally get off in two minutes like this. Absolutely nothing else seems to do the trick. The blanket barrier is a great way of getting the pleasure without the pain. Pressure against my clit is what seems to do it for me when I masturbate. Touching it directly can just feel too sharp. Recently, my partner has sort of started tapping against my clit super fast, and somehow that feels low-key amazing. Still hasn't been enough to get that uncontrollable, desperate pleasure feeling that makes me want to climax, though. Penetrative sex feels great, but just doesn't do it for me. I often masturbate after sex with the guy's arm wrapped around me, and that's kind of nice. But I know it's not like the real thing. Do you have any ideas? You guys are the best. Please do your podcast forever. L. Jeez. By the way, she also likes it when we go off topic or goof off. It's part of what makes our show very awesome, and we're going to keep doing it. Oh, well, thanks, L. That's, yeah, yeah, well, we will keep doing that because, uh, I mean, hell, Brody just brought up our financial woes. Um, Ten seconds ago. That's one, and it should be noted that that's in our in our uh, polyamorous contract where we're not supposed to talk about those things with other partners. But <laughs> yeah, we just talk for the thousands of people oh, listening. Fuck. Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Did you want to read the second one, or do you want to do you want to tackle this and then and then go into the second one? Well, let's maybe let's maybe talk about first impressions of this note. I mean, for, um, yeah. Okay. I I just want to say, uh, uh, I think a lot of people don't come from um, vaginal penetration. So when you say it's that, like that's the real thing, um, th- that's not necessarily true. And I think we do get caught up a lot with the idea that things should feel a certain way. Um, also, I will say that my clit is very sensitive and. When people start doing anything directly on it, like when it's out of the hood, it's too much. So mm-hmm. that's sensitive is is and pain. Like I I get it, especially like um, if you have a yeast infection, which I I don't think you mentioned anything about, but that can be quite painful. On the clitoris gets quite pain painful. Interesting. In I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's huh. like for whatever reason, it's, it's hard. <laughs> and when I masturbator like my preferred like stimulation around that area is around that area like not on it around it um and like definitely just above it like right above the pubic bone um or sorry right on the pubic bone which is like usually above everything I find is the best way to sort of stimulate it so I looked it up a little bit and I found this um interesting little write-up about also very sensitive clitoris and one of the things that it said that's new so it talks about the size of the the clitoris and like how it's actually quite large and inside and like the bit that we think about is really just the tip of the iceberg um there is a hood so the hood is there for sort of the blanket shall we say 
um, layer of protection between that, between the actual like very, very sensitive clitoris and the finger or the tongue or whatever. Um, but a couple of things that this article rec- recommends for an, a sensitive clitoris is uh, is using, so let's say like, um, let's say, you know that V shape that people make with their fingers when they're like, like, simulating like, like oral sex where they yeah. put their tongue between their fingers, yeah. their index finger and their middle finger. It's kind of similar. Like if you think of your, if you're doing that and you like stick your tongue between your index finger and your middle finger and your finger or your tongue, sorry, is your clitoris and the fingers are just around it. If you sort of mimic that around it uh, with your fingers, so you're not actually touching it, but you're rubbing sort of like the labia and the pubic bone around it you might find that that's enough. I certainly do. Um, and then... But do you, so you're kind of just orbiting around the tip of the iceberg, if that makes sense. Do you think that, like... <clears throat> do you think she's already tried this? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. She yeah. didn't say that. Yeah, true. I guess you're right. Um, she's found a way to, like, masturbate with, a, like, a layer in between. And you can also create that layer. This is another thing this article said, and it's something I have personal experience with, and is, like, you can create that blanket layer by actually just kind of drawing your labia across your clit. You know, it's, like, it's pretty flexible. There's a lot of, like, movement and stretch happening. It's just a bunch of, like, fat or skin or whatever it is. And you can kind of draw it up. And you can cover it over. So you're never actually making, like, skin-to-skin contact with that very raw Interesting. sort of sensitive thin layer of skin that is your clitoris, you know? Mm. Does that make sense to you, Jeremy, the way that I'm explaining it? Yeah, like, it makes sense to me the way – yep, yeah. I mean – Okay. Yeah, I like I the thing that came to my mind was like what about different positions that allow for um clitoral stimulation Internal? while someone is internally penetrating, you know what I mean? Like like yeah. I mean, I I know that uh missionary is like really great for that for a lot of people and and just like but like a certain angle of missionary um uh, yeah. Like one thing I notice I've I've noticed like especially with with Becca right now being my most like common sexual partner is that over time I've come to notice that like if I'm having sex missionary with her she also has a pretty like a pretty um, sensitive clit and so like if I'm having sex with her in missionary position but both of my knees are sort of like bent and and I'm on my knees and I'm and that my knees are up closer to like her lower back thighs or like towards her ass um, that isn't as effective in terms of like me grinding my pelvis on her pelvis and like on her clit as when I have one leg extended all the way back and one leg not so fully extended back, if that makes okay. sense, you know, like, I uh, know. Can you, okay. So you're on top or you're underneath. I'm on top missionary. You have one leg extended. Think about like tree pose almost one leg extended all the way back Yeah. away from the from the action bent. and the other knee semi bent and then and then if I can have my my extended leg propped up on something like against a bed post or something that I can like then use that to push into then I notice it makes a really big difference in how fast she's able to climax yeah. you know but like this is all these are all like super super nuanced things that come with um you know like slow and and 
and yeah. mindful sexual exploration. <coughs> um, and, you know, <coughs> I think that the, the whole point of me bringing that up isn't to be like, hey, see if your boyfriend will extend his leg back and fuck you from on top. <coughs> I just mean that how interesting is it that even something so minor as extending one limb away can have such a such a visceral can have such a such a tangible like effect on on how that sex feels for your partner so like Mm -hmm. so really taking the time to go okay for the next couple of weeks let's be open during during sex let's be open to like really taking our time to exploring what small minute nuanced shifts within our own bodies can have an effect on how my clit feels while we're we're having sex. Yeah, so and I just want to reinforce the fact that I think what's happening there is the same thing that I'm t- speaking about, which is that there isn't direct like fully exposed yeah. clitoral contact. Yeah. Yeah, it's like It's kind of like moving it's like taking my skin that's already around that area and like kind of massaging it it's kind of, so that it's like, it it's like dr- rubs against let me finish let me it 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 rubs the skin that's around it that that stimulates the clitoris rather than some like uh foreign piece of skin if that makes yeah, any sense it, like it it yeah it's basically massage, like actually. it's basically like dry humping with penetration yeah like that's the way that i think of it you know yeah so i don't know maybe, yeah. maybe that i don't know maybe that'll maybe that helps i i would i hope i hope that helps our guests yeah um it might help but then then there's this which is very interesting we also got a, a link from a, a woman who basically said uh that she she has a she has a blog which we can share and I'm just trying to find the title of the one that specific that she sent to me. And it was... Let's share it in the show notes. So if anyone wants to see it, just uh, check out the show notes um, that you can see on Apple Music or Apple Podcast or, you know, Spotify, wherever you're getting the show notes from our podcast. We'll Good put, idea. We'll and I... Um, her name is on her blog, but I won't use it here just in case. I do follow this person on social media. I'm... I, I'm super interested in the things that she has to say um she is a she i'm gonna actually just read read parts of her article here so she wrote this this is from this is on medium.com uh she says my mother has type 2 diabetes and on occasion she's mentioned that she doesn't have the best feeling down there i should say that the name of this article is i lost feeling in my clit here's how i got it back So um, I always brush it off, mostly because I couldn't relate to it, but partly because I didn't want to think about my mom in that way. For as long as I can remember, my pussy has been incredibly sensitive. Whenever I heard that many women take a long time to orgasm, I didn't understand. Once I became comfortable with my body, just touching my clit could make me come in under a minute. I was constantly horny and easily turned on, and I didn't think that would ever change until one day it did. It started with an itch. Like a really bad one. I kept scratching. It actually felt kind of good. And I chalked it up to a yeast infection. By the way, if you have a yeast infection and you're masturbating, it does feel like you're scratching and it does feel good. And then immediately 
afterwards it feels way worse ouch um yeah i bought kombucha and brought probiotics and figured it would go away on its own but after about a month and some over-the-counter fluconazole an antifungal medication we all know anyone who's having a yeast infection knows it my vagina had gone from itchy to numb so numb that i barely had any feeling of my clit at all i started to freak the fuck out this isn't the first time i had an issue down there when i was on ssris briefly to help treat premenstrual dysphoric disorder i lost feeling in my vagina for a couple weeks having sex was an awful experience because i barely felt anything i couldn't even tell when my partner came inside me i ended up stopping cold turkey and riding out the side effects i never wanted to feel that way again it was like my body wasn't a part of me but that was years ago and here i was again putting an ice cube down my panties to see if i felt anything i didn't really i was devastated i had no idea what was going on did I pinch a nerve from scratching too much? Was it all in my head? I googled extensively, hardly finding anything on the internet about <laughs> numb clits. I tried massaging it. I tried exercising intensely. I tried leaving it alone. I went to the doctor and they told me it could be anxiety, which only added to the stress. How could I stop worrying about something that was heavily weighing on me? I identified closely as a sexual person. Who was I without being able to enjoy an orgasm? What if things never improved? When my partner and I were intimate, things turned slow motion and not the good kind. I couldn't get into sex if my body wouldn't respond accordingly. Before, it would barely take anything to make me aroused. I wanted it all the time. Now getting wet took a lot longer and having an orgasm was almost impossible and not nearly as enjoyable. Uh, so she goes on, she sank into a depression, um, she started eating, she said depression led to eating a lot of my feelings, which was a lot of gluten-free donuts, um, the tingling started in her fingers and toes, um, she was like, she, okay, so, so she had this tingling going on in her fingers and toes, her whole body then went into pins and needles, so she called her mom. Uh, she was wondering if she pinched a nerve in her back and maybe that was leading to it and the lost clitoris feeling. And she remembered that her mom was talking about numbness in her limbs and struggling with the sensation below because of diabetes. So she wanted to know what she could do about that and uh, she she kind of healed her relationship with her mother during this time. She... She spoke to her mom about her own experience with the tingling and her mom said she went to doctors and it didn't, nobody really know, knew what told her. And so she ended up changing her diet to like a diabetics diet. No sugar, uh, plant-based, no alcohol, no processed foods. And basically after about a week of cutting out these like foods that are are aggravating to diabetes her numbness and tingling started to disappear and um the more she became educated and what she could eat the more that she had this tingling and stuff going away and the feeling in her clit has slowly started to reappear although totally not back to normal yet but there is something to this that resonates with me because I have started eating an anti-diabetic diet as well. This whole ketogenic thing is anti-diabetic. And um, 
has been known to like eliminate symptoms of diabetes. And I haven't felt it so much in my clit, but I have, I've definitely felt it in general with like my chronic yeast infections and so on. And so there, it could be to our brain boner who wrote in that you might, I mean, you've been experiencing this your whole life, but it could, I don't know, could be something you want to talk to your doctor about. Mm. could be something that if it is hypersensitive, it might, might be regular sensitive and it's all just relative, but if it's hypersensitive and, um, is particularly if this is that pins and needles feeling because I I do feel pain there if someone or even myself is like right on it it does it's quite a sharp feeling and I I have a a history of diabetes in my family so it might that might be something that you want to just like put on your radar and keep track of um interesting yeah yeah I mean I don't know diet diet is is I think the, the the more research that's done when it comes to food and and what it does for us, the more we start to realize how important diet is and how much of like a huge effect it can have on every aspect of our entire life. Um, mm. And and in in you know in small ways and in very big ways. So I wouldn't be surprised. Did you listen to that uh, that uh, conversation? I know you listen to Joe Rogan every day, but did you listen to the one with him with? Uh, um... Uh, Rhonda, uh, yeah, Doctor Rhonda Patrick. Um, Rhonda Patrick. Yeah, I listen to every episode she's on. She's fucking crazy, man. She's so cool. She's so and, smart. And you know what? My uh, my very first like serious boyfriend recommended her to listening to her the other day. We were we were working together on a film set, and he was like, "Yeah, we were talking we were talking about sleep and the film industry and how like." toxic it can be for like staying up all night mm-hmm. and or like shift work being carcinogenic and stuff like that and he was talking about her and so when i saw her name on joe rogan's podcast the other day i was like i'm gonna listen to this and it's all about biology and diet yeah every episode and she does is like that and it's it, so dense. so fascinating so dense. it's yeah. dense it starts off slow and you ease into it i recommend having like a dictionary close by for some of those medical things but once you like when she says microbiome and you're like i don't know what that is but then you look it up and then every time she references it you're like okay now i know what that is and yeah. this is applicable to me it's very oh my god it's such a valuable information and like every t- obviously your sexual health yeah depends on your ability to feel good and healthy in your body yeah every time i listen to her i i get this like wave of of inspiration to like completely change my diet there's a couple other people that go that are on that podcast too that uh that he has on regularly that do the same thing but every time i listen to her which is now one time i feel completely inspired to um become a scientist yeah she's she's a babe too is she i think so yeah yeah and a googler right now yeah Rhonda patrick yeah you think Rhonda, you're like, okay, this woman's from, like, she was born in the 70s. Yeah, but dude, Rhonda Rousey, also total babe and a uh, big MMA fighter. There's, oh, wow. There's hot Rhondas out there. She is a babe. Yeah, you can hear it in her voice. Yeah, we were talking about this with someone the other day. I had a phone call with someone, uh, and I could tell she was really attractive over the phone. 
or at least I felt that way. I was like attracted to her just by her voice over the phone. Yeah. I feel like I feel like people people with hot voices just end up being hot. I don't know. Their voice just Ronda Patrick, and then who is this other Ronda? Uh, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah, she'll uh, she'll take your head, put it between her legs, and squeeze it and pop it like a melon. Oh Jesus! She's 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 a she she looks tough. She's hardcore. Yeah, Uh, babe, this is a really long foreplay. We yeah, we're really we're really uh, just just milking it here. Okay. Um, let's throw it. Let's throw it to this week's episode. Um, Super excited! Another bucket list guest. Uh, yeah, another bucket list guest. Uh, but before we do, actually, we should should we make the big announcement, babe? I mean, we'll make it again maybe later. But we we uh, we we're having a baby. Oh my god! No, we're not having a baby. But oh. we are coming to Ottawa. We're coming to Ottawa. Uh, we're going to be doing a live show at Algonquin College. Um, date hasn't been specifically set, uh, or maybe it has. I just don't want to say what it is yet, but it, it'll be very early oh. in the new year. Early January, yeah. Early January, and uh, we're going to be doing, we're going to be coming there for a live show uh, at, at Algonquin College. Tickets will go on sale soon-ish. Just keep your ears and eyes peeled. And, uh, and we're going to interview some Ottawa kinksters and... Yep. Sexers and and I think we might even take a, sexy people. We might even take a little trip over to either Montreal or Toronto. Uh, should we go east or should we go west? So I think we leave it to the listeners to let us know where do you want us to go. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, okay. I hope you all enjoy this week's episode. I hope that this this recording uh, with us in different provinces worked out, and I hope it wasn't too annoying for you guys, the listener, because I know that you know. You get used to a certain quality of audio, and then that might change. And I don't know. I I've, I get really self conscious about that, so I hope it's okay. And yeah, uh, we don't want to do this too much, but we also want to keep coming to you, even though we might be in different places. That's right. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, love you, babe. It was good to see you. I love you too. Nice seeing your little face. <laughs> Let's do this again for next week. Okay. All right. Love you. Love all see of you, you listeners. See you guys. Bye. Well, we're here again, back still on Charlottetown. I don't know why it is, but I, I made a list of like um, uh, guests way back when we were dreaming up this podcast of like people that are within my circle in some way that I thought would be, for whatever reason, really interesting to talk to you on the podcast. And I feel like your face has always been one of those like floating <laughs> oh, around. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I love and I too. don't even really like know why because... We don't know each other that well. No. Like, I messaged you. I messaged you guys early on. That's right. To to say, Jeremy, don't talk so much. Oh, yeah. That was one of those messages. Yeah. I get that a lot. But you know what? But then then you messaged me back, and 
And you, you said that you knew who I was and you recognized some work that I had done before. And yeah, I was with like, oh, man, I I... And then I like fangirled a little. I was like, Bridie knows who I am. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I do talk too much. Um, but You're getting better, me. though, too. You know, that's just me. And I... I try my best. I try my hardest. But I also, think, you also don't talk sometimes. I know, I do. I I honestly, I usually need uh, a slow conversation to like collect my thoughts. Like I'll always be talking to, I'll occasionally be talking to my boyfriend and he'll, he'll be like, it's taking, you're taking too long between your words so that by the time you get to the second half of your sentence, I have no idea what you're talking about. I and cannot wait to talk to Todd about that because I've fucking felt that forever <laughs> i i feel that though because i'm the same i also need a slow conversation and i take a long time to get my sentences out to the point where people just cut me off and start new sentences uh-huh. all the time uh-huh i know it's gonna be rough for you guys I don't know. <laughs> fuck you know and it's like there's a ball bouncing around in the room and mm-hmm. someone else is very skillfully catching it all the time and then sometimes i just have to be like Okay, I have to just, just like knock there. the ball out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just for a for a, a little blip, a little interruption in that a yeah. moment I can grab on to. But I am something. trying. Oh no, you're I think And, you're and you know what? It, it's feedback like what you gave that makes me try. So you know, you you you'll you don't know what you don't know, so once you brought it up. And I I hear you hearing it too when you're editing and stuff sometimes I'll just see you editing and you'll be like come on you'll be doing this motion with your hand <laughs> while you're talking while you're listening to yourself talk at myself going yeah. get to the fucking point yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I do that a lot um well what are, so I'm really curious about what we're going to talk about today because um usually Me like too. usually people apply with a you know the, an application that lays out all this stuff that they want to dive into um, but I don't think we have that with you. Did you, did you, did you write a brain boner when you re- reached no. out to us? No. It was just no. straight up like, Jeremy, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I worded it much nicer than oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I think it was more like, Brady, you should talk more. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how you framed it now. Now I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. What are we going to talk about? What's, how's, uh, how's, how's sex on, in Charlottetown? For me, so good. Oh, yeah. yeah? Oh, Yeah. yeah. But right. I mean, I'm only having sex with one person. Mm-hmm. It's my husband. That's okay. And whew. how long have you been husband and wifing? We've been husband and wifing for five years. Ooh, how just long have barely. you been sexing? 16 years. Whoa. Whoa. 16, it'll be 16 years in December that we've been together. Wait, T, how old are you? I'm 37. I just turned 37. Oh, happy birthday. I would have Thanks. had no idea. Hey, age to me is such a bizarre Blacks thing. Blacks on crack, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys age well. I gotta say, you I, should see my mom. We legit look like sisters. Really? Get out. Yeah. yeah, sisters. Age to me is so weird. Like I feel like once you reach twenty four, twenty five, it's impossible to tell. I can't. Tell. I'm not going to be able to tell until you're like fifty. Yeah, it's and true. At the same time, I look at people who are twenty three and twenty four, and I'm like. I feel like that was only a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. even though it was, mm-hmm. you know, like more like 10. But I don't think of myself as a lot older in terms of years. But then sometimes when I look at, you know, some <laughs> some maturity level, I'm like, oh, I have I've grown a little <laughs> bit since then. I feel, I feel like in my head, I still feel like I'm a kid. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. But or like younger than the people I'm working with or interacting with. But. 
when I see like youngins at a bar or youngins out on the street, I'm saying youngins, I'm talking like 20 somethings. I'm like, oh, I am not 20 something anymore. (laughs) No. Yeah. It takes it's that you need that perspective shift to see what it was like back then to go. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, I've I'm I'm fucking grown up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an adult. Totally. I mean, in some respects, not in not all respects. Yeah. Right. So, are you uh, are you from here? Do you were born and raised in? PA? I was born in Nova Scotia. Okay. Oh, I grew up in Cole Harbor. Hey, no Harbor. way! Hey. Hey. I like some, that neck of the woods. Got some homies over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I grew up. I moved here when I was seventeen, though. I've been here ever since. Did you come here for school? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I came here to study the euphonium. Uh, sorry. <laughs> what the what? fuck is a euphonium? It's uh it's like a little baby tuba with the same range as a trombone. It. And how long did it take you to study that? Uh, I was in school. Well, I I studied for three years and then I switched out of, I was going to do music ed, but then I switched into uh, just a BA, Bachelor of Arts with a major in music. Okay. Sweet. A baby tuba. Like a tuba is the one that's like, it's got the huge kind of like, it's like the the large intestine. Yeah. Okay. So that's a tuba. So it's the one that like sits on your lap and it's like, yeah. But it's like a little small version of that. And it's got a little button over here. It's got a little button over here and three buttons. And you just up can't, you here. hold four it. buttons up here. Yeah, you just you hug it and you play it. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty nice. You phone uh, him. Um. So at what point then? So you've been you've been in this relationship for quite a while. Let's take it. Let's take it way way back. Uh, maybe around that time of band camp. Maybe a little later. When did you like come into your your? When did you find your sexual being? Ooh. Your sexual so I remember, okay, taking it way back, I remember being like five, probably. Like, we, it was before we moved into, it was before I moved to Cole Harbor, which happened when I was seven. So a year or two before that, I, I remember, like, just wiping, like, going to have a pee and wiping myself and being like, ooh, what's that? Huh. Oh, interesting. And just, like... Every now and again, I would go pee and I'd wipe myself and I'd feel that little something and be like, I don't know what that is, but he... Huh. And then I remember trying to make it happen, trying to like find that little... Button. Tingle. Mm-hmm. The little tingle in my jiny. I don't know what it was. And it just like progressed from there. And I, th- I think I was masturbating at a fairly early age. Did you talk to your, like, your mom about that, or? No, no. no. <laughs> oh. Did you know it was a secret thing? Yeah, yeah, because I always tried to hide it, I right. think. Do you think, it, like, were you growing up with the whole thing of, like, well, this is your private area, like, don't, you mm. know, don't show your... <laughs> I'm pretty sure my parents for sure said this sentence once to, not me, my sister, don't show your cookie. You know, like, yeah. Oh, I got cookie. that too. My like, mom calls it a toonie. A toonie. A toonie. Oh, oh my god, I love yeah. that. Like, Keep your toonie in your pants. Yeah, basically. That um, was that was your. Vo- I was gonna ask what that if because you said jiny and I was like, was that where your was that your mom's word for it? Toonie. Yeah, my mom always called. I don't know if she consistently called it toonie, but that's the one I remember, and that's the one that she still uses now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like I don't think I've ever heard my mother say the word vagina. Like a Thanksgiving dinner. Like referring to herself, like her own. She's like, oh, yeah. I gotta go get my toonie checked. Yeah, totally. 100%. No, stop. I it. swear to you. 
I got a toonie smear coming up. If your mom said cookie, cookie, yeah, my mom said it now. Oh my god! So one time I had like a like just a little irritation, and I was like, "Mom, I don't." I called her and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. Like, should I go to the doctor? I think I might be getting a UTI. It's just like a little itchy." It's not burning like a UTI, and I was describing this to her, and then I went to visit her a few days later for the weekend, and she was like, oh, here, here's this cream, and you should put it on your toonie. It'll probably help, and I was like, oh, oh my what, mom? I my can't God. believe you still use that word. <laughs> I love that. That is so cute. Where does that come Where did, did I, Like, I wonder if her grandmother called it a toonie. When did toonies come know. into circulation? Uh, when I was in, a kid. Yeah. So. Yeah. In our lifetime. In our lifetime. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So wait, so like... So like Toonies came out and your mom was like, Toonie. No. That's a great word I mean, for vagina. It's a fun word. It's a cute word. Right. Yeah, but I like, don't, do you and think I don't she remember would... if she was using it before Toonies That's what came I mean. out or not. Like, was I she saying remember. Toonie before Toonies were Toonies? I feel like she was, but and, I'm really not sure. And then she was like, no, don't call it a Toonie. <laughs> do you have, do you have, do you have siblings? I have two brothers. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's a penis called? I don't know. A loony. I, Duh. I, oh, there we go. Yeah. Hey. Stop playing with your loony. I don't know. I never heard my mom talk to my brothers about their penises. <laughs> Have you, you, well, you've heard your, your mom refer to a cookie when talking to your sister. Yeah. What was your? Uh, I think my, my mom, honestly, I think she just said penis or wiener. I think wiener was. <laughs> wiener. <laughs> you know what? No, I used to say wiener. I don't think my mom said wiener. I don't know, actually. Wiener is so funny. Words like boner and wiener, like they are just so funny. To me. I said wiener to my husband the other day in like, like a blatant let's have sex later context. Like, yeah, I'm gonna put your like wiener in my toonie, and yeah. he was like, Ew, I can't remember the exact sentence I used, but I was like something something your wiener, and he was like, mm-hmm. and then like two seconds later, I was like. It really feels wrong and unsexy to call it your wiener. <laughs> Actually, my, my dad used to call it your bird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We one. said bird yeah. in the house. That's right. Bird is a big one. Yeah, bird. We still say bird. Fuck, that's so funny. Yeah. You tell Bigby to stop licking his bird. I sometimes. do say, I'm like yeah. big, big. Well, actually, I think I say, I think I say dick. Do I say Bigby, stop licking your bird? Bigby. Your butt. Do I tell you to stop licking your bird? Wow, he really was not impressed with that yeah. question. He's like, you're do- you're pulling a classic like dad moment right now. Yeah, <laughs> embarrassing yeah. him Trying in to front embarrass of him. company. Um, so so yeah, co- so so you you were you were masturbating at a young age, which I don't think is uncommon. I've actually I've spoken to a number of people who mm-hmm. who like started masturbating super young without even realizing what they were doing. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's one of the most interesting things <laughs> that I learned right off the top of this podcast um, because I felt like. I wanted to find out if I started masturbating abnormally early. So I, when we started talking to people, I remember being at the spa with two of my girlfriends and I was like, so here's the thing that like, once I started mining this, I realized that I had had this experience and I feel like it was quite young. And then I had this like experience with another girl my age and both the other girls were like, oh yeah, exact same thing. Me too. And like, so that blew my mind. I was like, maybe we're not all as alone on that one as yeah, we thought yeah. we were. But yeah. anyhow, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Well, I, th- I think it's, I mean, it, it, it makes sense that it would start young. You know, it's one of those like yeah. self-discovery things. Exactly. That of, of course, if you, once you find something that feels good, especially when you don't know why it feels good or what, like what it is, you're just going to continue doing it until someone either tells you to stop because it's bad or until someone notices you doing it in a place or time where you shouldn't, and then you get like a, an actually like 
constructive and and good educational conversation about what that is, why you do, you're doing it, which I, I feel like a lot of people ha- don't get. Or until your dad walks in on you. Is that? Oh no! <laughs> so like young age, dad walks no, in. No, it's probably like ten. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty young though. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Think so at that our... time though, at ten, were you kind of like? Oh no, my dad caught me masturbating. Or were you like, ah, my dad found me and I know I'm doing something that I probably shouldn't, but I still can't really comprehend what the fuck's going on. Uh, no, I was like, well, yeah, I guess I, I guess I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I a hundred percent associated it with sex in the, in the way that I understood sex at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like mommies, I don't know that mommies and daddies getting yeah. together to make babies. Yeah. Right. Um but I remember I was grinding on a pillow and in walked my dad and you could tell that he could like hear the hear the bed creaking or something from downstairs and he snuck up the stairs and just like burst into my room to see what I was doing. <laughs> oh my god. And like now that I think about it, I can't remember if it, I think it might, I can't remember if it was my mom or my dad who actually opened the door, but they called the other one up and they were like, oh, wait till I see what you're doing and you're in so much trouble. And I, like I got in trouble. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So it was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, not to like, you know, be, come down on your parents, but like, wasn't that healthy sort of like, oh, look, sorry. All right. Let's start. Well, they got like, they got upset originally at first. Their initial reaction was they were upset. And then because you're about to break the bed, they're like, "We just paid for this brand new bed. We can hear you upstairs. You're, you're gonna fucking break the legs." I thought I was being so like quiet and gentle, <laughs> right? And no, no, no. And then, and then they sat me down, and they were like, "You're too young to be doing this, and you don't need to be thinking about this right now." And they really just like politely discouraged me, right? Mm-hmm. Which didn't really work. Mm-hmm. No. I, so did it have an effect on you? Was it was it one of those things that like negatively affected you where it was like, oh, this yeah. is this is bad. I will never touch my toonie again. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, sure. So toonie uh, kind of went a little. Uh, but little I kept doing after. it because it was like I was almost like I was addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> Which as you as kind one of, does. Well, like same. we're 10. Yeah. We're not drinking and doing drugs and we need you know. some sort of vice. Right? Exactly. And um, I love school, so like skipping school couldn't be my vice. <laughs> you gotta have something. How old's Flora? She's about ten. Okay, yeah, that would make sense now. Now, now putting into context like that, I I would get yeah, you would know what like I mean, it wouldn't be surprising to know that you know what you're doing. And yeah, I knew what I was doing, but like I said, I didn't. I don't think I associated it with right. the sex that I understood sex sure. to be. Yeah. Um. I. I lived, I had a very sheltered childhood, so my parents didn't really talk to me about that sort of thing, but Mm -hmm. I also, I don't know, maybe this is too deep for right now, but I also spent years being sexually abused by my grandfather, so Mm -hmm. I had this skewed view of sex anyway. Right. Before or after this Uh, this From the time I was about seven until like 14 probably. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. That definitely skews your relationship to it, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Did that, was that something that like had, uh, how, what kind of effect did that have on you when you started to become a little bit more mature and a little bit more 
Well, like, was that something you repressed and sort of forgot and then had to, and then remembered like much later in life? I, I remembered that it, I always knew that it happened. I repressed a lot of the individual memories Mm -hmm. and I repressed, um, the feeling of it and like all the emotions that were tied to it, I guess. Um, and then just until recently, and I've been dealing with that for the last year and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that, do you think that's kind of, um, has something to do with like the climate and the conversations that are happening right now that it's, it's surfaced now or do you Uh, feel like, uh, no, it was a specific thing that, uh, uh, I went to a family reunion and my cousin kind of cornered me and was like, so let's talk about how this happened to us when we were kids. And she just like started bombarding me with questions that I just like was not prepared for. I was like in happy La La family uh-huh. reunion land. And Holy shit. she just like took me aside and was like, and it happened to me and I know it happened to others and it happened to you and you need to like tell me. And I was just like, and I answered all of her questions and I was totally cool, calm and collected. And this was last year in June, I think. And then... I came home and for the next couple of weeks I just started feeling like stranger and stranger and not really piecing everything together. Right. And then my husband and I were having sex and it didn't feel the same and it felt really strange and I like wasn't into it and that's not like me. Right. <laughs> so I was like, What's yeah. happening? And then one day he was just like ha 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 and I and he started touching me and I just like broke I wow. just, like, broke in half I oh, was wow. just like you can't you can't touch me right now I didn't know what's wrong and I think I said something like every time you touch me I just feel like it's my grandfather's hands or something like that and that was the moment where he was like oh shit we need to deal with this yeah hey, did he know about it before that he uh he knew that it happened but it wasn't something we talked about a whole lot right um for a long time I guess when I was younger, <coughs> I would have this recurring nightmare of him all the time. And we, he, oh, this is really sweet, actually. He dealt with that one night. I think I, like, woke up out of one of those nightmares. And mm-hmm. I told him about it. He knew I was having these dreams. And he put his arms around me. This is before we were ever married. This is a long time ago. He put his arms around me and he asked me if I could feel his arms around me and I was like, yeah, I can. And he said, this is you being safe and you don't have to worry anymore. He's like, because you're safe. Right? <sighs> and no word of a lie, I haven't had that dream since. Holy shit. Until the last mm-hmm. year I had it a few times. It's so last cool year. that he recognized immediately that you're like you have to deal with this right now like this is this is gonna if this is surfacing um and it's gonna uh affect you to an extent that your happiness and your ability to feel like pleasure is being inhibited you we've got to deal with this right now yeah that's so wise and so he's a good one yeah he sounds great holy smokes i just sometimes i just think about all the crap that he's dealt with a because i've basically been crazy my whole life but because of this and i'm only realizing i've always just been like oh i'm a crazy person and right my emotions are wacky but just in dealing like in therapy in the last year and stuff i've been realizing that oh no i like that actually did mess me up and Mm -hmm. i was just 
mm-hmm. not acknowledging it. Was there any part of you that was like, well, yeah, that happened, but I'm, you know, I feel fine and I'm tough. All the time. Like, yeah. 20 years of that. 20, yeah. 23 years of that. I was just like, no, I'm totally fine. I know what happened. And not everybody has to be ruined because of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. But I was ruined from sexual abuse and mm-hmm. I didn't know. It's like something inside just eaten away. And it was just like I got diagnosed with anxiety problems years ago and was like, oh, that's my problem. I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. not related. <laughs> I said that to counselors before. And they're like, well, maybe we should talk about what happened to your kid. And I was like, well, no, that's not the problem here. Let's yeah. deal with the problem, which is how I feel right now. Turn Me On will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What has been the process like of of actually facing it and dealing with it because you um <clears throat> you said this happened like a year and a bit ago yeah. uh, where it came up, but the way that you have in this moment right now with the three of us, the way that you have presented this and the way that you're, you seem capable of talking about it. It, it seems like you have a pretty good grasp on the process of healing and, and seeing it for what it is and, yeah. Which is not something that I think we we deal with, we see very often. I think oftentimes when when this sort of this sort of um, incident comes up in conversation, for a lot of people, it's like really fucking hard to talk about, and and it takes a lot of effort. You can see it. Mm-hmm. Whereas it it almost it I don't want to take away from what you've gone through, but it it almost does seem a little bit effortless the way you're able to go. Well, this happened to me and. Well, I think that it did happen to me and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it broke me. And realizing that I've been suffering from this one thing for so many years and going so many years thinking that's not my problem when it was. Mm -hmm. And then I had a really great counselor. Like I, excuse me, I went to my doctor after that incident with 
my husband and and I just I walked into his office and I was like I was so messed up at this point that I forgot where his office was Mm. and I went to the wrong building (laughs) and then had to google on my phone where my doctor's office was went to the DMV (laughs) fuck this is is as bad as a doctor's office but it's not quite the same I actually went to my gynecologist's office oh wow Interesting. Yeah. But his office had moved years ago and I went to where it was at first, like like nineteen years ago. Wow. And I was like, Oh no, his office moved and then I went to where I thought it was before and I still didn't see my doctor's name and I was like, I don't even understand where I am and then and then I Googled it and I was like, Oh my god, that's so dumb of that. me. And then I went to the office and by this time I'm in a panic right. and I'm trying to keep my cool and I'm like 10 minutes late or so and the woman says, uh, I don't know if he'll be able to see you now because you're so late. And I was like, okay, it's fine if I have to reschedule. But inside I was like, it's not no. fine. Yeah. And I sat down and I'm just trying to keep my cool and trying to keep my cool but I can feel that I'm losing it in a way that I don't ever recall losing it before. And I got in, she's like, okay, he can see you. And I think she might have seen that I was visibly upset. And so she let me into the office to wait. And I just, as soon as he, she shut the door, I just went into panic, like 150% panic attack. Wow. I was on the floor and I can't breathe and I'm crying. And the doctor walked in and he, he just looked at me for a sec. And then he closed the door and he goes, okay. And then he just like <sighs> talked me back. And then we talked about what was going on and he referred me to this counselor and he gave me all of this literature and he was just, I couldn't believe how helpful he was. Mm. And I mean, it took me like six or seven months to get into counseling. Yeah. Um, And I just finished in August, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And, or maybe July. And cognitive behavioral therapy learning how to be compassionate with myself, learning how to um, recognize that I'm feeling triggered and not react to the to the trigger, like to think before I react, just like learning to think before I react really. And, and, were those and like seeing what the actual problem is, like recognizing in the moment that I'm not upset because you said that to me, I'm upset because what you said reminded me of something yeah. else. And then not taking it out on you in the end. Yeah. You know, I had a teacher once say like whenever somebody has a strong reaction to something that seems out of proportion to the thing that happened, there's stuff that is back there behind that. That's not just about this one incident, you know, and I think those tools that you learned um, through counseling were those kind of new concepts to you or was it just that? you had never thought about it in this particular way? Uh, No, a lot of them were new concepts to me. I mean, I was always, always very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that stems from those same experiences. Like, you know, if if I would tell and I I would tell my parents or whoever that this happened and then he would punish me for it. Mm. So it's just like not feeling confident enough to... um, express myself in any meaningful way because no one's going to take it seriously or no one's going to believe me or they're not going to do anything about it even if they do believe me or all of these things so um just learning that 
it doesn't have to be like that i guess when i was reading about neuroplasticity and they were talking about childhood and they were saying when a child expresses themselves and they don't get the reaction that the expression was intended for like crying for comfort or asking for help and they're denied that they learn to not trust their instincts and that if they express their needs they won't be met i feel like that's exactly what happened whoa yeah that's super profound and did did your husband go to counseling with you he didn't go with me but he was very supportive Mm -hmm. the whole time he um if I had a particularly difficult session, it would show when I got home and yeah. he would be, he would like drop everything to talk it over if I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, we eventually got to the point where we could sex it out, which yeah. was nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> I said to him, I think I was upset one evening and it got to the point where I just like, I couldn't talk anymore and I like, I'm upset and babe let's talk about it I appreciate that but I don't want to um and then one morning we woke up or maybe might have been the next night we were in bed and I said well last night I was I know I was upset but I really just felt like I wanted to have sex with you but I also felt like that would be weird because I also felt like I was crying and you wouldn't want to sex with me because I was crying and Uh I was just like crying into his shoulder and all I wanted to do was ride his hard cock (laughs) (laughs) and he was like if you ever want to cry fuck me like you can just tell me if you want to fuck it out i'm your cock and i was like i love that i (laughs) am such a huge fan of like working things out physically Mm. people don't realize that if they've never been to therapy but it's work you're fucking working on yourself Mm -hmm. And it's hard and it's exhausting for like the whole time you're there. Sometimes more than others, I guess. But but yeah, but that physical like get out of your head and into your body is so healing, I think. It really is. Yeah. yeah and like that, like that sort of like therapeutic sex, like that oftentimes is some of the best feeling sex i'd agree you know? and not not just feeling as in like the tingles in your dingles but like the feelings as in afterwards like the where you you're laying out in that bliss of of you know an orgasm or not an orgasm but just the the the, the exertion the, they the, like the, yeah the energy spent mm-hmm. yeah it's like a it's that it's that same feeling of like when you when you feel stressed and you just take that big breath and you go and it's like this release it's that times a million you know yeah um i love a good cry sex sesh i'm a (laughs) big fan i like i mean i only just discovered this whole like working it out physically Mm -hmm. through sex but man, there's been a lot of times where I'm just like into it and then I just start crying because it feels so good. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. Does that ever happen to you? Not, a bit, not as often as I will start laughing, but I think <laughs> yeah, they're very, very closely connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. after I have, sometimes after I've, I have a really good orgasm, occasionally I'll like, I'll feel like a little choked up. Like my, yeah. my emotions are just like, my yeah. eyes are leaking. Like, I'm not sad, but yeah. I, I feel kind of. I've weak. never cried, but I I I have been with people who definitely cry. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and there is that, like on my end of things, there is that quick, like, okay, I'm just going to check in just to make sure that these tiers are <laughs> for this specific emotion and not the, what the fuck did I just do? Emotion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. We're in the clear suite. But actually, I, I the laughing thing, like I, I actually have done that. I do that quite a bit. And especially with new partners, I end up doing it. Like if I have a really good, a really enjoyable sex sesh, I cannot help but just start pouring out into laughter because <laughs> uh, it just it's just like uh, it's it's like um, I don't know. It's like the same feeling I feel like you would get if you saw yourself as a as a 10 year old somehow through time travel and you made eye contact and you <laughs> gave your 10 year old self the biggest fucking high five and that 10 year old knows that that's you. Do you That's ever high me. five after sex? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We do all the time. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> we totally do. Yeah, definitely. I would uh, say the emotion that comes up most in sex <laughs> for me lately is is uh, like a little bit of anger, like aggression, and I I don't think that expressing that through my life has ever really been encouraged, um, as it usually isn't. But in fact, like you know, suppress that, handle that in a mature way. Don't flip the bird to someone. Use your words. Mm-hmm. Stay calm. Don't burst into tears, which is what I usually do when I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, in the middle of sex, and I'll just feel like I could fucking punch you right in the chest right now. <laughs> and then sometimes I get to, and I and I really appreciate that. But like, yeah, like not yelling, but like, like growling, like gritting my teeth, and just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I get that sometimes, but it doesn't feel like anger for me. I just feel like, like, oh yeah, Urgh, yeah, <laughs> <Fuck> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, well, I don't punch, yeah. but I'll like I'll smack him in the chest. Yeah, just like, yeah. Like, Mine usually come out more that way too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just not not surprise someone with it punch in the chest <laughs> i had i i had sex last night and it was uh uh it was the first time i've had sex with this person and it was the loudest person i've ever had sex with and i was like it, while it was happening i was like having a conversation with myself going holy shit this is so loud i got Are kicked out of an apartment dude? once where i having sex crazy. too loud I, I couldn't I was like thank god we're in a place where I'm sure not a single soul for at least over like three miles in every direction can hear us but holy shit that's good oh yeah oh because it was <laughs> man it just, and I didn't like I I loved it did you get loud too a little more loud than I normally would be <laughs> yeah I did because I was like yeah <laughs> yeah I could do this too <laughs> we're in this together <laughs> It's okay, baby. Big like, what's, wrong, what's wrong, Dad? It's okay, buddy. It's okay, bud. It's okay. Um, yeah, those like I don't know. There's those. There's so primal. many. There's so many primal feelings that can just like pop up yep. spontaneously through like really good sex. And uh, I also laugh a lot, but when we're done afterwards, mm. yeah. yeah, when yeah. we're done, I'll just be like, "Oh man!" And then I'll lay there for a second, and then. I'll just start laughing. Yeah. It's that <laughs> well of emotion that's like right in this weird yeah. triangle area. I find the when, low belly and pelvis. When that happens though, I often find that my partner will will kind of be like, 
Wait, whoa, hey, what, what? What's so funny? Wait, what are, you, are you laughing at me? Like, what happened? And it was like this, no, no, like, no. I'm just laughing because that was the bomb. Yeah. You know, I'm laughing because my body just like... <sighs> yeah, like just, exactly. You know, That's like the that. perfect description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sex can be great. Do you have kids? I have zero children. Mm. Except the furry ones. I have two dogs and a cat. Right. So how do you talk to them about sex? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. They're all fixed. They don't <laughs> have sex. They figured it out on their own. Smart. Do you have plans on having children? Is that a, is that a thing? No. No. Yeah. Is that just, is that like a, a thing that you and your husband were like, man, we just don't want them. Sweet. Yeah. And not, then there's I, not many of us out there. And then I found out that I can't have kids or it would be very difficult for me to have kids. And we were like, sweet. Yeah, they always tell Easy. you that right yeah. before you get pregnant, though. Do you ever find? Uh, yeah, right. It's been years. Okay. You know what he said? He said to me, if you were going to have an accident, you would have had one by now. Uh-huh. Those are the exact mm. words that my gynecologist said to me. <laughs> Why is that? Is, it, is that a medical thing? Or like, how did, what, what's the... Uh, or are there just some people that are just like, eh, you're, you're, you can't have... Well, women are born with a, only a certain number of eggs. Whoa, what? Yeah, when you're born... All the eggs that are in you are all the baby chances you have. Wow. I, I was probably told this in my 20s. Okay. So I probably still had eggs left. Oh, yeah. I had a bit of endometriosis. I have a bit of endometriosis. Yeah. It's not severe. But he said one of the symptoms of endometriosis is infertility. But the cure for endometriosis is to have babies. Yeah. And so he tried to encourage me to have babies. And I was like, nah. Whoa, yeah. what? That's crazy. Also, the cure is also like debulking. I'm pretty sure he I did cauterize what he found in there sure. the time he looked, right. which was actually later than the time he told me this. Right. I got. I got to refresh on my endo. I got. We got to get another like endometriosis guest on Sick Boy. We've had a bunch of people apply. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's I. I we hear it more and more all the time. Like my. And there's it's it so and... different for everyone. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, like I, want... I have a friend with it, and it is severe mm-hmm. and not anywhere near what I have. Uh, well, I, I've never actually been um, diagnosed with it, but my doctor, she was like, well, we can test you for it, but it sounds like you are managing it with your lifestyle. So like, I'm really careful usually in the week before my period, like I'm, I eat very like limited types of food because I've weeded out that I, I think dairy makes it a little worse if I do it in the week. Um, I also read and tried and it seems effective to avoid anything not that I eat much from a can but like tomatoes or any sort of canned thing Mm. for the aluminum I don't know what that's about but and gluten obviously and fat and all the yeah I've never noticed canned foods but definitely like if I'm eating a lot of gluten or Mm. dairy yeah I just feel that increases the inflammation I would imagine and then it's just a bad situation in there yeah but um I think mine has definitely reduced a lot since we had that conversation with her too and like yoga I guess probably helps and certain stretches and stuff like that hydration maybe I don't know um your brothers were they older than you yeah do you ever remember them having like girlfriends around or oh yeah they were stud muffins the two of them okay oh yeah and my dad swore I would never have a boyfriend until I was 25 (laughs) I didn't have a boyfriend until I think my last summer of high school I had a boyfriend when I was at band camp 
<laughs> Back to band camp. Uh-huh. You know. Full circle. Uh, I was a staff cadet at this air cadet at this. I was an air cadet, staff cadet at a sea cadet camp. And I was a band staff. And this other guy was like. That sound all sounds like you got very lost. You were a air cadet mm-hmm. at a staff cadet, sea cadet camp for band camp? What? I was what? an air cadet. <laughs> and I was a staff cadet at a sea cadet camp. Okay, okay, yeah. At uh, which they let air cadets go. Okay, gotcha. Because it was a band camp. You couldn't take the sailing course if you were a sea cadet, if you were an air cadet, of right. course. But sure. if you wanted to do band, you could be an air cadet, and that's fine. You play um, your cards right. You play your cards right. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to the sea cadet camp in Cornwallis. <laughs> So I went there and I met this boy and his name was Jason and I adored him and we dated for the summer and then he like sent me some really nice mail, like a little candle with a heart on it that said love one time. And was he who you lost your virginity to? No, no, no. I didn't lose my virginity till I was 18 and a half and it was the end of my first year of university. What was that experience like? It was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. I called my boyfriend at the time. We had been dating for a year, a year and a bit, I guess. And I called him and I was like, you should come over tonight. I lived in a dorm, <laughs> but my roommate had left already. And I was like, you should come over tonight for, you know. Oh, so it was premeditated. It was premeditated yeah. on my account. And he was very, he was very good about it. He was like, you don't have to do this. Don't feel like. I don't want you to feel like I'm pushing you into this. And I'm like, dude, I called you. Was it his first time? <laughs> no. Okay. He was he was quite a bit older than me. Oh, okay. I mean, I say quite a bit. He was probably, I don't remember how old, how much older. He was probably 24, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was 18. But we had been dating that whole school year. Yeah. And I yeah, felt pretty good year. about it. A whole year before, before going for the bump and uglies. That? I always call him my first real boyfriend. But I guess this cadet camp guy was my first real boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I remember we we were speaking with someone about this yesterday, and I actually don't 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 remember who it was, but they were saying about early relationships, like not you're not when you're not really devastated about them being over, and then you move on, yeah. or maybe even not just early relationships, but like, uh, uh. I remember like the first boy I cried about and that <laughs> definitely wasn't my first boyfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. My first boyfriend, I was like, yeah, you served a purpose. And now I got my eye on a different prize. So <laughs> moving on. That. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, well, we, I mean, nice we talked on the phone. I remember being in university my first year being in my dorm and talking on my phone to this guy he lived in Newfoundland and just like talking to him for hours and it'd be like three in the morning and we'd be like yes we should go because we gotta go to school tomorrow and he was sending me applications to the university he was going to trying to get me to transfer schools and it was a great time and then I met this other guy and I was like well I'm gonna go be someone else's girlfriend now <laughs> sorry <Peace. laughs> Yeah. I felt really. I still feel a little bit bad about that. Except he's married now and happy. And yeah, so it all worked and, out. Yeah, yeah. You sent out. him on a trajectory that got yeah. him to where he is today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, one thing I'm I'm curious to know is so you you are in a, a monogamous relationship with your husband. Yeah. Um, and you guys you, you, remind me. You said 16 years you've been together. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That's, That's a, a long, long relationship. Time, yeah. And there's something really cool about hearing someone 
sit down and say right off the bat we asked how's sex in charlottetown and you were like it's fucking great and i feel like there's a lot of people that you know if i wanted to know um how someone keeps their sex life tip top shape after that long of being married the only people i could think to ask would be my mom and dad and i don't really care to know from <laughs> That's them totally fair um so i think this is a really good opportunity to ask someone you know in such a long term committed monogamous relationship what's what's what do you think are some of the things that have contributed to being able to have being able to say what you just said which is that your sex is great well, I think that we spend a lot of time um, with each other. We spend a lot of time with each other's bodies. We um, we both really like to touch each other a lot. I don't particularly like being touched by a lot of people. Um, in like general ways, like like creepy ways. I don't know. I guess we used to be quite lazy about sex and we would really like if we felt like it we might but we'd also be like I'm a little bit tired so meh Mm -hmm. and then one day but whenever we had sex it was always really good and then one day it was just like getting to the point where it was too far and few between yeah and then one day I said to him Oh, sometimes I sit around with my friends because this had happened like the day before or something. And they were all complaining about their boyfriends and and their sex lives are shitty and their boyfriends are shitty. And and I was just like feeling so good because I didn't have any complaints. I was like, oh, my boyfriend's awesome. My sex life's awesome. And his response was, well, I mean, we could have more of it. But yeah, I guess it's okay. And I was like, (laughs) 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 I was like so taken aback. Because he was being, like, really honest in that moment. But I was just like, I didn't I didn't realize you had a problem with our sex life. But then, like, a, I a long... I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a little bit. But at the same time, I was like, he's a very honest human. Like, he doesn't mince words. He says what he means. He doesn't... Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of nice. You know? know yeah. So I just knew that he was just saying what he meant. And I was like, okay. Okay, that's your perspective. And we just kind of moved on from that. I didn't really like make a big deal. I was just like, oh, I didn't realize you felt that way. <laughs> and then, like, a long time later, this would be very much more recently. Um, I was the one who was feeling like we weren't having enough sex. And I was like, and in my head, I'm still like, well, you think we don't have enough sex. But now I think we don't have enough sex, which means we can't be having enough sex right. at all. And I just, I brought it up one night. I was like, I think I was a little drunk, but I was like, listen, we got to have more sex than this. Cause like, if we, if we don't, I don't know, we just, we just need to have more sex than this. And he was like, okay, <laughs> let's go home. Yeah. It was just ever since that. that, it was yeah. yeah. ever since that, mo- he was like, well, what are you saying? And I was we just talked about it for a minute and that was that was like it ever since then it's just been like on and popping and it was just like a mutual thing between both of you that where it was like okay and so here we go yeah and then it's just been it's been 
So early on in the relationship, we broke up a few times, as everybody does. But every time we broke up, we kept getting back together because we couldn't stop having sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but every time we broke up, the sex would just get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we just kept getting back together. And then it was almost like that, except there was no breakup or fight or anything. It was just like we had this conversation and it just triggered that same reaction. Yeah. The sex just kept getting better. It was like, yeah. let's not even go through with that whole bullshit. Yeah. We know we're coming back together. Let's yeah. just fucking do it now. Exactly. Right. And so then it just, ever since then, it's been like we've been really communicative about it. So um, like for me, I really like it when he eats me out and he but like what I liked changed recently, yeah. like how I like it changed recently. So we went through this whole phase where I just like wasn't getting off and wasn't getting off. And he's just like and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I'm like, these are the things that he always does that I like and it's not working. And. And then one day I was just like, I think he's like, just tell me what you want. Tell me exactly like he's really, he's a pleaser. He's like, tell me exactly what you want, how you want it. And I was like, I don't want to make you feel bad. And he's like, I don't care. Just tell me. I want you to. So we had that whole conversation that he just wants me to feel good. And yeah. Did you know what you wanted? Right. Like, did you know, like, because oftentimes I hear when people ask that question, the response is like, I don't know. I don't don't even know what I know. I did know. I did know, and I told him, and he did it, and it was magical. <laughs> tell, him, tell him to shoot me an email. I wouldn't mind hearing what that might be. It's just, uh, it's just like communication. Like I've had people ask me, "What's how do you guys? How are you guys still together?" Just yeah. sex aside, mm-hmm. yeah. Communication is always my answer. Trust yeah. and communication, and it's the same for your question. Yeah, communicate yeah. about it. If you're not talking about it, then. Yeah. How are you gonna? Yeah. How are you gonna keep pleasing each other if you're not yeah. discussing it? I guess. I mean, we both listen to your podcast too. That, that definitely kind of helps a bit. Helps a bit. <laughs> it de- I mean, yeah, it definitely helps. Like, open up the conversation more, mm. and it's um, it's kind of getting us into different things, or at least talking about being interested in trying different things and. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very yeah, cool. I would imagine that like um like you said what you want changes and like the evolution of who we are sexually is is ongoing. And so that must be a really cool thing about having one partner for so long is like I think remember that thing that we we read or we were talking about and it was like when you have lots of relationships um, sure, you might be getting lots of variety, but it often stays at a particular depth. But then when you have one thing, you get to go really deep because you can't recycle the same fucking stories yep. over and over for 16 years. Yep. You know? This is the first time this is just occurring to me um, because I've had this conversation somewhat recently about the frequency of sex and and could it be more. And I've always carried a lot of like stress or kind of anxiety about um, that like if I'm the one who's not instigating or a time goes by and I don't even realize that I haven't had sex and my partner does <laughs> you're the noisiest dog on the planet god damn it baby just, just lay down constantly moving constantly moving <laughs> fucking hell 
Just lay down. Lay down so I don't have to cut you out of this podcast any more than I already have. <laughs> He's like, you lay down. Go lay down. Continue, Brady. Um, yeah. As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, I, I think this is the first time I'm really thinking about it as it doesn't have to be such a heavy conversation or like carry so much baggage with it. If you look at it, if I look, at, I'm talking to myself right now, um, as in a, it's a kind of self-care. Like it's just as important as it is for me to make sure I go to the yoga class that I go to that makes that makes me feel good and better or to walk the dogs or spend time in nature. Like mm-hmm. if it's prioritized in terms of like a personal health mm-hmm. uh, exercise, it, it all of a sudden becomes less stressful and less like, you know, got to make sure I meet the quota, you know, that feels right. Yeah, an easy way. And I think that that's, I've never really heard you say that. And I've never heard it put that way, but it makes so much sense. It also makes so much sense as to why people just don't think about it that way. Or not not as to why people don't think about it that way, but it, it I I see how that's not a way that we think about it. And it's and I think I really think we should. You know, yeah. it's, well it's I guess that's like, true because when I brought that up to to my husband, I said I like I need this. It wasn't like you're doing this wrong. It yeah. was like this is a thing I need. Yeah. And unless you're going to allow me to go get it somewhere else mm-hmm. or unless we're going to agree mm-hmm. that I can go get it somewhere else, it kind of needs to come from you. So Yeah. Yeah. What's the next step? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think when that's mm. been said to me in the past, I've felt like I'm like I, the story that I create is like I'm not doing enough and that is not a sexy thought that like turns me on and gets me ready to like go yeah so I guess free reframing it why don't those things occur to you more like regularly like why is it why is this just right now after yeah. 34 years of well not maybe that. like because sexual health is like it's got its own billing it's not part of your mental health or your mm. physical health it's like your mental health, your physical health, your sexual health, and it's a very separate thing. But also when we think of sexual health, where do we naturally tend to go? STIs, being safe, uh, yeah. taking very care, sterile. you know, uh, like does your, does your junk work normally? Yeah. Um, you know, do you have issues with, uh, you know, those types of things? Like that's where, when I think of sexual health, that's what I naturally think yeah, of. Yeah, but, but when it really is large, how like we don't think about how how don't. largely it's tied to our emotional health as well. Mm. It's the same. It's the same kind of. There's this. There's this thing that's been coming up in conversation a lot through Sick Boy and, and also just through like the entire communities speaking about mental illness and and how there's like there's a there's a big difference between mental illness and mental health. We all have mental health. We all need to take care of ourselves mentally. Yeah. We need to exercise. We need to do the things that make us feel good. We need to, um, you know, we need to uh, take time for ourselves to rest. We need to uh, avoid moments of stress, like, or else it could lead to mental illness or else it could lead to, you know, deteriorating mental health. It's the same thing with your, and this is what I like, revelation. Like, (laughs) your sexual health is the same thing, you know? There's a difference between sexual illness or disorder 
or dysfunction and dysfunction versus sexual health and it's it's kind of the same thing you know it's yeah we've we've got to be you have to be proactive about your own sexual health if you want to have a healthy sexual relationship with your significant other or mm. with yourself or what have you exactly you know? like you can't expect that they're just gonna know what it is you need in any moment mm-hmm. without you telling them and then it all ties back to communication right? yeah what a exactly. key key thing oh i feel like I, we just we all the three of us just kind of <laughs> we cracked something yeah, we just learned we just learned something together totally. that's so nice <laughs> Uh, we're coming up to time here, T, but uh, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you were hoping we would dig into? Yes. Yeah, yeah all right. And maybe it's a little late because it's the end of the time, but I'm a closeted bisexual. Oh. oh. Wait, are you coming out of the closet right now? Well, I say closeted, but it's more, it's it's not like I <laughs> wouldn't tell someone if they asked. Yeah. Sure. But I'm married to a man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I don't really ever have the opportunity to talk about it. Right. Right. Sure. And does he know? He knows. And do do the do the two have you the two of you ever talked about um, giving you the room or or opportunity to explore that with other with other females? We've been talking about that a lot lately. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, we've definitely done that before. We've had a threesome before. Mm-hmm. Um. But that was a very long time ago, and I don't know if at that time he knew that it was something I was genuinely into, or if it was more the she's doing this because she knows I'm into it sort right, of yeah. thing. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, I remember him finding out. Like I know for years, I was I wasn't sure if he knew or if it was just the yeah. Girls dig it because it turns guys on kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then I remember one day we were sitting down. I think we were at dinner out at a restaurant and it came up and I just like said it casually and <laughs> he had this like kind of really worried look in his face. And he said, you're not going to leave me for a woman, are you? <laughs> I was like, well, I can't predict the future, but probably not. Right, I mean, yeah. you're the human I chose to love and be with. So you're probably good. You could literally ask me as well. Are you're not going to leave me for another man? Are you? It's it's the same, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we've been talking about it more lately. Just as there's that, um, that one thing that he can't provide, mm. or this sexual envelope that he can't fill for me. Um, he's obviously in into any other female joining our relationship um but it's just kind of an odd thing because for me because I just like I'm in this monogamous relationship with a man could have easily have been a woman from my perspective I never had the chance to date a a woman Mm -hmm. because before I I was I mean I was 21 when I met my husband Mm -hmm. And we've been together ever since. Yeah. And before that, I that was not something I talked about with other people because I was still very confused about like thinking that's wrong and I shouldn't be like that. And I just never had the opportunity to express that comfortably. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't, I didn't have the kind of childhood where you have random 
platonic sexual experiences with your friends like Mm -hmm. you know I never had that so it's always just been this weird thing in the back of my mind that's like I've got this little pocket of sexual frustration Mm. forever like I remember being a small child and having crushes on kids in my like grade two class right yeah sure (laughs) on on girls in my grade two class but also on boys and being like According to all the fairy tales I've read, I should only have crushes on boys. Yeah, this isn't how it works. <laughs> yeah. So always just thinking and never like saying it out loud. So never, never saying it. So never giving anyone else the opportunity to, um, yay or nay or like support mm-hmm. that or or yeah. deny that. Or, so now that it is coming up in in you know conversation, it is in the forefront of your 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 imagination, your mind, your, and even you know part of your dialogue with your husband. Are are you are you guys taking steps to to see what that might look like for you and how you can like scratch that itch? Oddly enough, uh, he is he oh he <laughs> he's so funny. He's he immediately was like we he's so pro he's so much more proactive than I am. So he's immediately like okay let's join. Um, what do we need? Do we need to join Tinder? Do we need to join whatever and. So he's finding these. He found this other app. I don't even know what it's called. Um, <laughs> he's on. And he's like, okay. So I found this couple, and it's like it's a couple. It's a guy and a, and a girl. It's a woman and a man, and like they're they're totally hot, and they're they live here, and they're into us. They messaged me first. I just put up this profile pic of us, and I was like, oh my god. But then I get like really like I don't know if I'm ready for mm-hmm. this. And, right. And so he like then we have these like little arguments where he thinks I'm upset and it's not that I'm upset. It's just that I'm reacting poorly and I'm not upset. I just can't get my reactions straight and I don't. And I'm and I'm a little bit like I'm just going to be jealous if I see you with another. And I'm a little bit like I didn't ask you to do this on my behalf. And I'm a little bit like Uh so I've just like got all these. Oh, my God, it's happening. And and, and so I just there's a lot. There's a lot. It's a lot. And and it's. And, like, there's also been a lot of really, really getting down to the nitty-gritty. Like, he just straight up asked me one night, have you have you made out with any other girls? Or have you had sex with any other girls? And so now I'm having to divulge all of these things that were my secrets. Like, mm-hmm. well, there's one time I made out with this girl, and there's one time that I made out with this girl, and then I went to Toronto, and there's this. And he's, we're, like, having sex, and he's, like, like asking me about this and I'm just oh, yeah. like yeah. yeah he's like tell me about the that. time you were with this girl and yeah. I'm like <laughs> I don't know what you want from me right now so it's just like, it's a new thing that I'm just not prepared for and like I like it yeah mm-hmm. but, but again, I just like haven't and I'm just like I'm now I'm starting to come out of that poor reaction and getting back yeah into, and again it's all ties into that communication right and like yeah. and also just taking it slow like not rushing anything at all yeah you know but like Bless his heart for being so proactive, right? you know, like getting on like probably it was probably Fielder to be honest with you what the app was or, or something like that. And and to be like, all right, I, you know, I put the photo up and they're, they're, they say, yeah, so let's high five. Let's go. <laughs> like totally get that. Got, that has happened. This Literally has happened. has happened with us. Yeah. That's right. Like I get that. I totally get that. But also it's um, it's not going to it's going to do a disservice to the process in trying to just like rush right right to it. So uh, part of it, though, was I was still in counseling at the time right sure so 
I would have days where I'm just like, all I want is to have sex for the rest of the night. Let's just, and there's other days where I'm just like, please don't touch me, I'll barf. Yeah. So I was having these, okay, so now there's this other person. I just got back to the point, like we didn't have sex for a very long time last summer leading into fall. And it was really just like probably this past spring that we started having sex again and I and then it's just been this whole new thing where I'm like I'm I'm dealing with this issue that I've had and I didn't realize and then I just came into this whole other sexual being after that Ooh. and and then he um and then I I'm when he's finding these people in his apps or he's showing me pictures and as soon as I see like a picture of a person then it's like it, it got re- even though it's not real we're not like making dates yet or anything but gets a little bit realer because there's a person there and I'm like, what if they touch me and I freak out? Mm, and and mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of that. Well, yeah, you have had such a safe place with your husband. Yeah. For a long time. And then the only other sexual experiences I've had were these few times that that these girls were around that I happened to make out with and that was great. Mm-hmm. But like there hasn't been any other guys and like that's where my anxiety mm-hmm. lies i think so mm-hmm. yeah but i think like like now i'm I, like i said i'm finished with my counseling and i'm feeling like a super like i feel like a different human almost right. yeah. like i just like all of this baggage not saying it's gone or it'll never come back but but you're in a good place right now i'm in a, such a good place mm-hmm. and and yeah and i i I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I think it's mm-hmm. time. Well, that and that's a super key too. Is like it's it's like it's like when opening up a relationship. It's you can't do that when you're not in a good place. Yeah, it's just not, it's not going to be good for anyone involved. You know, like you've got to feel solid and then climb that mountain together. Yeah. So it, I think it's the same thing in the, in this scenario. It's like feel good, feel good together, but also feel good about yourself. You know, yeah. before before taking that that adventure i'm stoked i i'm, I, I'm so for excited you. for you uh-huh. yeah thanks i'm also stoked yeah <laughs> um i like the idea that there's you know there's a sexual evolution like i said before mm-hmm. just like ah, well i did not see that coming but yeah. that's a whole new totally and there's yeah. been so many things that we've been talking about that i'm just like you're into that yeah. <laughs> or or like You'd be into that for me. <laughs> That's so fun. I know. And it is an evolution. It's just like 16 years and and it's not the same as it was 16 years ago. Yeah. And it's and it's so fucking good. Will you keep us posted <clears throat> on how that how that journey goes? <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, okay. Love a follow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need a little follow up. Definitely. Yeah, because I, I, you're, like, I, I. That's one of my favorite things about podcasts is like when you hear someone that you you you've just invested an hour listening to, and then and then you find out like there's this whole thing that they, they it's just starting. It's just starting, and then you're like, fuck, well, I, what happened? Where's part two? <laughs> like, come on, get to part two. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Uh, definitely keep us posted on. That. I will. Well, thank you, T. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. That, thank you uh, for having really me. Yeah. It was fun. I'm so glad your message was so funny. I read it to Jeremy. I was like, <laughs> well, she says that um, she really wants to, but she's shy. Oh, and yeah. Probably, probably shouldn't, so she's definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
fuck. Well, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. And thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode. But in the meantime, you know the drill. Apple Head Podcasts. Head over. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Keep us at the top of the findable podcasts. Patreon.com slash Termion. Throw us some money. Yep. We could use it. Throw us your butts. Mm-hmm. Instagram at Termion Podcast. Email us. Termion Podcast at gmail.com. Visit our website. Termionpodcast.com. And uh, that's it for this week. So until <laughs> next week. Are we on double time? Go for yourself. <laughs> <laughs>